Welcome to the Full Out Podcast, where you'll get tools, tips, and inspiration to start living your most passionate, expansive, and abundant life. I'm your host, Samantha Jo Harvey, professional dancer and group fitness trainer turned lifestyle entrepreneur, speaker, and women's empowerment coach. It is my mission to help women live their lives full out. No more surviving your days, playing small, or marking your way through life. It's time to let go of your blocks, step into your power, and own that you are worthy of having everything you want in your life, business, and relationships. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hey guys, it's Sam, and welcome back to the Full Out Podcast. I'm so happy you're here with me today. Today, I want to talk about transitions. One of the most common questions I get from women on Instagram, I get from my coaching clients, um, and then just quite honestly talking to my friends and my family, is how do you move through transition? How can you move through transition while keeping a positive mindset and or just not getting sucked into the crap, not getting sucked into the negativity, not getting sucked into the stress, the anxiety, and everything that comes with change? And first, I want to say you have survived 100% of your worst days. You have survived 100% of your transitions. You have survived 100% of your worst, most challenging experiences because you're still here, girl. You're here. So first, give yourself credit and recognize that you can survive and you can handle everything and anything that is thrown your way. So that's number one. Now that we've got number one out of the way, let's dig in and let's really talk about it. So transition. Transition happens all the damn time, whether it's a job transition, um, a relationship transition. uh, Maybe you're moving across the country. You're moving towns. You make transitions between the gym that you go to. Maybe you went to this one gym for five years and now you're transitioning to another gym. Transitions literally happen all the time all the time. So let's acknowledge that we've dealt with transition on big scales, talking like, you know, loss of a family member or moving across the country or separating from a long-term relationship. Those are massive transitions. But then you also experience small transitions. Maybe you decide I'm going to do a nutrition program and that's a transition into a different way of eating. Not as crazy as, you know, getting divorced, but still it's a transition. So let's look at where else you've transitioned. You transition literally every day out of work into home life. And how do you handle that transition? How, how can we look at the smaller transitions that feel good to us and use what we know works in the bigger transitions? And you know what? Maybe you're like, girl, I'm not even good about transitioning from home driving home, I'm like, oh crap, my kids are there and I don't feel great and I'm tired and all I want to do is go to bed. So transitions really, really are tough for me. Okay, cool. We're going to give you some tips today. So keep listening. Hang in there. So I want to look at and bring attention to what you are thinking about about your transition. So a lot of times we prejudge. We go to worst case scenarios. And even before the transition happens, we create this massive amount of stress and anxiety just in our little brains about what this transition could be and what the worst case scenarios could be. And let's just put out there that, hey, that's normal. 
From an evolutionary standpoint, our bodies are wired to look for the worst case scenarios. I mean, if you look at all of the major movies and blockbusters, like most of them are about the world ending or one guy has to do this one crazy task to save the world. We're all looking at doomsday things in in literally our, our culture. But then also from that biological standpoint, that's that fight or flight response. So from however many years ago when we were like, oh shoot, that saber tooth tiger is coming. I got a fight or flight. Like that's what we're looking for. We're looking for that saber tooth tiger. But guess what? In today's society, we don't have to look for the saber tooth tiger. So what we need to do is start looking at, am I just looking at worst case scenarios and creating stress around this transition? Or am I also giving myself the opportunity to look at the best case scenario in this transition? So we've all gone through transition. Some of the biggest transitions in my life were moving from New York City to Los Angeles, knowing zero people out in LA, um, only moved with my partner. That was a really, really big transition. I was leaving a career. I was leaving my friends, my family. I never uh, lived on the West Coast. I never lived anywhere outside of the East Coast, really. And that was a really, really challenging time for me. Another giant transition was deciding to leave a marriage and proceed with a divorce. And that was a huge transition for me. So those are two really major, major transitions that I'm pulling from um, in giving some tips and tools and ideas. And what could happen is that we focus on the worst case scenario. So when I'm moving out from New York to California, my worst case scenarios were I'm not going to get a job. I'm not going to book any work. I'm not going to know anyone. I'm not going to have any friends. I'm going to be lonely. I'm going to be by myself. I'm going to, and you just go, go, go. My, my clothes are going to get lost in the move and my car is going to get totaled as the guy drives my car from across the country, New York to LA, like all the things. And in the end, Half that stuff didn't happen. Actually, most of that stuff didn't happen. And so let's just like take a look back at any big transition in your life. Where did you think something giant and crazy and horrible was going to happen? And it didn't. In leaving my marriage, I knew that, okay, I'm going to be homeless. I don't have a place to live. I am literally moving out of this house and leaving my dogs, which was the most challenging thing I think I've ever done in my life. And I'll talk more about that maybe at a later date. But I have nowhere to live. I don't even know what I'm doing with my life. Am I making enough money? Where am I, where am I going to get, you know, support? I literally felt like my world was turned upside down, but looking at the best case scenario, I could actually decide and choose to create the life that I wanted. I could figure out how to book work. I could figure out how to find an apartment. I could figure out how to generate more income. I could figure out how to heal myself, how to support myself by using coaches and therapy and podcasts and books. I could figure all these things out. Marie Forleo has a book coming out called Everything is Figureoutable. And it's so true. In our heads, we make up these giant, giant, giant um, stories about what these transitions could look like when at the core, Everything is figureoutable. Everything is figureoutable. I mean, really, look at the transitions that you've experienced and you figured it out, girl. You're still here. You're listening to this podcast. You're driving, you're walking your dog, you're washing your dishes. You are still here. So you have been able to figure out everything up until this point. So you're going to be able to figure this out too. Now, that being said, 
we haven't even dealt with the actual transition. We're just talking about the mindset around the transition. And I will tell you that a most recent um, transition for me is something in my relationship where my partner is now going to be traveling a ton, like a ton, a ton, a ton. And that looks different for the relationship because we've never done that. Normally, I'm the one that leaves for three months and I go do my work in New York and then I come back. But this time, my partner is going to be the one that will be leaving and working and fulfilling this amazing career and and some really big goals for him. And so my initial reaction was, oh my God, I'm going to be alone. All the same fears come in. And you guys, these fears are tied into the stories that you've created about yourself. And I'm sure that they manifest in other ways in your life. This is not just around your transition, but this is like, am I going to be okay on my own? Am I going to be able to make the money? Am I going to be able to be happy? Am I going to be able to, you know, be enough on my own and do all these things? Like these are, these are stories that probably manifest themselves in your career, in your relationship, in your self-worth, all of those things. And what happened was I freaked out. I completely freaked out. And it was maybe not the most supportive partner, babe, I'm sorry. Um, But what I was able to realize after the fact and and that transition, or not the transition, the circumstances have changed a lot over the last, you know, month or two. And something new was thrown in our way literally like in this last week. And I caught myself in that moment when he told me this new uh, thing that had come up, caught myself going, okay, am I going to start freaking out about this? Or am I going to listen, pause, and say, does this really change anything? Can I do anything about this right now? The answer is no. Actually, I can't really change anything. But what I can change is how I show up to this conversation in my head. Not even the conversation with my partner yet. I have to first show up to this conversation in my head. And... What I need to look at is, can I do anything in this moment to make things different? And the answer for me that in this particular situation was no. And so I think this brings up the point that there's a couple different types of transitions. There's the transition where you have to be more of a passive player, meaning things are happening and you really can't control them. So you can only control how you show up. And in this situation, I had to show up in a way that was a supportive partner, in a way that was going to keep my anxiety low. How can I reduce my anxiety? And in in this, I had to start looking at not worst case scenarios where I was with all those crazy stories of telling me how horrible this could be, but look at the best case scenarios. How great can this be? How can I shift my mindset to look at what are the positives that are going to come from this transition, from this situation? Will I be able to travel more? Will my partner be more fulfilled so he's gonna show up as a better partner? I now have the time and space to really go after everything that I wanna go after and it's gonna allow both of us to grow in ways that we probably wouldn't have without this awesome thing. And so when you're a passive player in the transition, when things are happening and you really you know, regardless of what you do, it's happening. It's like a steam train and it is rolling right on through town. How can you look at the best case scenarios? And I do have to shout out um, some of my friends who had to like give me a little shake in the in the body and go, girl, why are you freaking out about this? You're being a little cuckoo. Um, this is actually a really good thing. Look at all these good things that are going to happen. So 
Talk to a friend, talk to a trusted friend, and I, I want you to choose that friend wisely. Not someone that is going to commiserate and just be a Debbie Downer and, and give fire and fuel to all of the negative talk. I want you to talk to someone that is going to lift you up and show you what you are capable of and what this transition is actually going to allow you to do. So that's when you have more of a passive transition. Then there are things like, walking away from a relationship or making a career change that you instigate. And that's where you are an active player. And for me, that was leaving an unfulfilling marriage. So it's a little bit of a different transition. I knew every choice I was making was pushing me in a different direction. And that in and of itself can be very, very overwhelming and very stressful. So how do you deal with that type of transition where you know you need to make a change in your health, in your finances, in your career, in your relationship, in your self-care, you know you need to make the change, but it's freaking terrifying. One of the first things I love to do is a brain dump. Literally get a journal, get a piece of paper, get a pen, and write down everything that's on your plate right now. Everything you have to do, every appointment you have to make, every doctor's appointment you have to schedule, every dog walk you've got to do, every appointment that you have with yourself at the gym, everything that you need to do to set yourself up then for this specific transition. If that's a job thing, do you need to list out creating a resume? Do you need to reach out to people about new job opportunities? Do you need to get a new outfit so that you can go interview? Do you need to, you know, get a coach that's going to help you nail that interview? Do you need to, you know, list all of the things that you feel like you need to do to make this successful, or quite honestly, just the things that you need to do. We can get to the need to do to be successful later, but just get it out of your head. I think when those things are swarming around in our brain, we start to feel more overwhelmed. And when we don't get them out of our brain and either onto paper, which I think is the best, or talking to a therapist or a coach or a trusted friend, that stuff can really build up and make you feel wild. And no one wants to feel wild, especially when you are making a big life transition. You want to feel secure in your decision, even if you have that feeling of uncertainty. How secure and supported can you feel while taking risk, while instigating this transition? And so write it out. And then you can literally see everything that you have to do right in front of you, and you can start to prioritize. You're like, okay, that one thing, you know what? It can wait. But these three things I really have to do today. And that will start to give you some direction on where to put your time and where to put your energy. Because you're putting your energy into taking care of things and getting into action rather than wasting time in overwhelm and wasting time in anxiety. Now, that's not saying that you're not spending time grieving or talking about your feelings, because I do think that's very important. You do need a coach. You do need a therapist if you're going through a big transition and you're feeling, you know, feelings around it. But you don't want to spend 24 hours a day being in your feelings because that's not going to help you in your transition. And that's like a little bit of tough love, but a little bit of real life. Yes, create the time every day to be in your feelings with someone that can help you move through them. But then you've got to get into action because action will help you feel less crazy. Like when I can check things off my list and go, okay, I made that appointment. I'm doing that. I'm taking care of myself in this way. Good. Boom. Done. Next thing. What do I need to do? 
And when I was going through that divorce, I mean, I had to go live on friends' sofas. I had to move out of my house. I had to um, figure out what I was going to do. Was I going to go back to New York and dance at the Rockettes or was I going to stay in California? Was I going to move back to New York or was I going to stay in California? You know, I had family members that said, come move back to Maryland. Like all of the choices were out there and it was really overwhelming. But I made those lists of exact things I needed to do. Girl, you got to start with just separating your phone bills. You got to get your name off the utility bill. You got to talk to a lawyer to figure out what you need to do to protect yourself in this situation. Like those were the things that I needed to figure out in the moment, not deciding where I was going to live in three months. That was too much to handle. So I really broke it down into very small, tangible things that I could do. I had to make that appointment for therapy. Y'all better believe I was in therapy all the time. You better believe I was at the gym because that was one place I could process my feelings and be in my feelings in a healthy way. I was listening to some Marilyn Manson and doing some crazy hit intervals, sprintables, I like to say sprintervals, sprint intervals on the treadmill almost daily. But that was my way of being in my feelings and letting them move through my body in a healthy way instead of just laying on my floor and crying for hours. Now, granted, there was a lot of that. Actually, I was in my car. There was a lot of that. However, I had to keep moving. I had to handle my feelings, deal with my feelings, experience my feelings, but I also had to take care of myself. And that's where I really want you to focus. How can you take care of yourself in this transition, especially if it is an emotionally challenging one? How can you support yourself? And a lot of people feel like they have to do everything on their own. That, is, that was me. I had to, if I want something done, I want it figured out, I've got to do it. But I'm here to tell you that you can't do it on your own. Don't do it on your own. Don't put yourself through that. Get support. One of my coaches always talks about Beyonce because she's like a fierce Beyonce queen lover. And Beyonce is fierce. Look at everything she's doing. She has a zillion hits. She is a mom. She's a wife. She's got brand. She's the CEO of her company. She's got this. She's got that. She's, you know, doing movies. She's doing this. She's doing that. You guys, she doesn't do it alone. She's got a trainer and a nutritionist and business aides and personal assistants and a nanny and a husband and a family and add, add, add. I'm sure she's got a coach or a therapist in there too. So if Beyonce can do all those amazing things, not by herself, how do you think you're going to go through all of these things by yourself? Girl, don't do it. Don't waste any more time listening to your ego, thinking that you've got to figure this all out by yourself. Hire a coach, hire a therapist, talk to a friend, get a business coach, do what you need to do to support yourself. Get someone to clean your house, hire a lawyer, hire someone to help you find an apartment. Find the help. The help is out there and it's just waiting for you. And I, you know, this brings up an interesting conversation, which might be a conversation for another day. But, you know, in working on my website um, in this last spring, I was trying to do it by myself. And I was like, you know, I I could pay someone to do this, but I'm going to try to figure it out on my own. I can do this. I can do this. You know, there's really cool templates on Wix and Squarespace and all those things. So I could do this by myself. And I started and you guys, the amount of hours and the amount of frustration that I was spending trying to do this on my own was crazy. It was like, it it, would have been okay, but like, it wouldn't have been the thing that I was excited about that the website that finally I felt really represented me and that I was really joyous about. 
And that's when I was like, you know what? There are people that are experts at this. I need to hire an expert because I'm going to pay her for her time. She went to college for this. She has, you know, experience in this. And I got this amazing girl, Alexis, uh, to do my website for me. And I hired the support that I needed so that I could feel really good and then put my energy into my area of expertise. So when you're going through transition and you might feel wild and crazy and you might not feel grounded, where can you hire support? And I know some of you are like, well, I don't know how the finances to hire support. Girl, then you really need the support so that you can figure out your life. You really need that coach so you can figure out how to cause and create all the things that you want. I know that might be tough love, but it's true. You are worthy of the support you desire. You are worthy of creating and causing everything that you desire. So support yourself. You are the only person that's going to be able to do that for you. In talking about grounding, because transitions, whether it's a physical transition or, um, you know, like a job transition or relationship transition, regardless, you're going to maybe feel a little out of balance, out of whack. Things are changing. So how can you create habits that will keep you grounded? So if you're doing a nutrition program and that's your transition, maybe you spend the time to create a schedule around how you're going to make this transition happen. Are you going to schedule your grocery shopping? Are you going to schedule maybe every Sunday you meal prep from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. and then you go to the gym and you do your day? Or maybe you say, I'm going to set up a schedule so that I know every day what time I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna eat breakfast at 9 a.m. I'm gonna have my snack at 12.15. I'm gonna do blah, 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 blah. And what you're doing is you're grounding in this new routine so that while it feels new and while it feels a little crazy, giving yourself a couple days to stick to a routine and stick to a schedule is gonna support you in the long-term change. Looking at that in a different space like um, you know, a moving or leaving a relationship where you're moving into a different space, literally waking up in someone else's house or in a new house is different. It feels different as a different energy and it might feel a little scary, um, you know, because you're so used to for however many years you woke up in this same bed and you had this morning routine. So how do you make a new morning routine? Is it something as simple as getting your gratitude journal and saying, okay, every day I'm going to wake up, I'm going to tell myself that I am grateful and I'm going to write down three things that I am grateful for in this moment. And maybe that's the one thing that grounds you. Maybe it's a meditation practice. Maybe it's a yoga practice. Maybe it is, you know, an exercise practice. I'm going to go take a walk around my neighborhood for 30 minutes every day at 6 a.m. Maybe it's walking your dog. Maybe it is, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to think what other grounding things that I have done. These are all things that I have done (laughs) in the past. Um, But, you know, it's finding the thing that works for you. So what worked for me could work great for me, but not feel right for you in your your situation. I tried to say scenario and situation at the same time. It didn't actually work. Um, And I will tell you that in that first little bit, when I moved out, I was staying on a couple different friends' sofas. What I needed to do every day was wake up and write in my gratitude journal. I am grateful for this. I am grateful for this. And I am grateful for this. And then I had to go to the gym. I had to get those endorphins flowing. I had to find some feel good feelings. Thank you, endorphins. In order to keep me focused on moving forward. I will also say that before 
I moved out because let's be real. The transition isn't just after the thing happens. The transition is the lead up. And the lead up for me was almost more challenging knowing in those last few months that I had to get out of this, but oh my gosh, am I going to do this? Am I going to make this thing happen? That is really where I was super huge and committed to a morning practice. And that morning practice looked like waking up. I listened to a guided meditation on abundance, on gratitude, on self-worth, any one of those. It was like a 10 to 14 minute uh, guided meditation every day, every day. Then I would write in my journal and I would say, I am grateful for these three things. And you guys, during this time, during the thick of, oh gosh, this transition feels horrible and heavy and I'm a horrible person and all the, all the bad things. Some of those days, man, it was, I'm grateful for the birds tripping outside of my window. I'm grateful for the sun shining in. I'm grateful that I, you know, washed my face last night and I feel like I wake up and I don't have any crazy leftover mascara on my face. They were small, tiny things, anything I could grasp to find myself rooted in gratitude anything I could find. So that was huge. And then after that, I would do a guided yoga practice outside. I was thankful enough to live in California at the time. So I was able to be outside um, almost every day. And I would do an hour of yoga, someone just guiding me through. And what I loved about the guided meditations and the guided yoga was that I didn't have to think. I could just listen to those words. I could let their power and their gratitude and their abundance and their Um, groundedness really settle into my body because I couldn't generate it for myself. And so I think that you've got to play around with what is going to serve you. Is it going to a yoga class? It is, is it going to a meditation class? Is it, you know, deciding to sign up for a run? I had a client that signed up for, uh, what was it? A half marathon while she knew she was going through this transition and it was the one thing that kept her rooted. She was so committed to her runs and so committed to her nutrition because that made her feel like she was successful. That made her feel like, you know what? I can do this. I can survive this. So how do you root into the things that are not only going to make you feel grounded, but are also going to remind you of your greatness? I'm going to say that again. How can you root into the things that are going to help you and remind you of your greatness? Because sometimes these transitions, especially dealing with career, especially dealing with the relationships, we start to question what type of people we are. We start to feel very judgmental of how we're feeling. We start to feel fearful of the judgments of other people. We start to really question our value, we question our worth, we question our decisions. And so I want you to find something that is going to remind you that you are an amazing, abundant, fierce queen who deserves every single thing that she wants. You deserve everything that you want in your life, everything and more. If you want those six figures, girl, go get them. If you want the seven-figure business, business, go do it. Yes, you deserve it. If you want that passionate, amazing, intense, beautiful, supportive relationship, you deserve that too. You deserve to be in a career that makes you feel alive. You deserve to live a life that makes you feel alive and joyful and happy. And so while you are in that transition, if it is starting to make you question these things, I I beg you 
Go find the things that are going to remind you of your greatness. And some of those things for me were podcasts. Those, those women on those podcasts, they reminded me that I was fierce and I could do anything and everything and I would survive this. Those things also looked like guided meditations. These guided meditations really reminded me of my soul and my core and my heart and my love. Um, what other things reminded me of my greatness? You guys, quite honestly, being in coaching. Different from therapy. Therapy was helping me deal with the transition, but coaching allowed me to connect with my greatness and help me continue to work towards creating my ultimate life in an active way. I'm not, I'm not bashing therapy at all. I think therapy is 100% crucial, especially if you're dealing with you know some heavy stuff. But there's something about coaching that is more active and future-focused that I'm a huge believer in. And working out, working out really reminds you that you are capable of anything. That teacher tells you to hold a plank 30 seconds longer. You're not doing it because the teacher told you to. You're doing it because you already can. And she just reminded you of your greatness. That teacher reminds you that, oh yeah, I'm strong. I can pick up this heavy weight. That teacher reminds you, I'm, I have endurance. I have stamina. Sure, I can run for another 30 seconds. It feels like shit, but I can do it. So that, that instructor, that trainer, that person is just reminding you of your greatness in the physical way of, yes, I can do these high knee sprints. Yes, I can lift this weight. Yes, I can do another pushup. I might be shaking. I might feel resistance to it. I might question whether I can do it, but you know what? Everyone walks out of that group fitness room alive and well and probably happier than when they walked in. So that group fitness studio or that treadmill or that boxing gym is a great way to ground into your greatness and show you what you are capable of surviving. You are capable of surviving transition. You are capable of surviving challenge, of, of, of surviving obstacles. But those obstacles are your opportunity. It's your opportunity to grow. It is your opportunity to surprise yourself. It is your opportunity to show yourself what you are made of. And that's exactly what this transition is. This transition is going to provide you lessons and it's going to provide you growth if you are open to the lesson, if you are open to the growth. So how can you look at this upcoming transition and know that you've survived 100% of your worst days? You know that there is a lesson here. You know that you're capable of overcoming this. You can 100% handle everything that is coming your way, even when it doesn't feel like it. Why? Because we have the proof, because you're still here and you're listening to this. So I hope this was helpful. If you have more questions about transition, please feel free to message me on Instagram, send me a DM, comment on a post. Let's continue the conversation. I'm here to support you. You are a fierce queen girl. Go do all the things you want Do all the things that you want to create your most abundant, amazing life because you freaking deserve it. Have an awesome day, you guys, and I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for joining me. If today's podcast inspired you in any way, we would love your support in spreading the word. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and let the other queens in your life know that they are also worthy of living life full out. If you want to continue the conversation, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram or Facebook at Samantha Joe Harvey. Have a fabulous day and I'll see you next time.